I mean, these are the things that I think about. Good morning, good afternoon, wherever you may be, and welcome to It's So Real. With your boy Oso. And your girl Rocky. What is good, beautiful people? We are back with another one. We are back with another episode, and this one is a little bit special. (laughs) Can I say it? Go ahead, you go ahead and say it. We got engaged. Hey, that's right, y'all. That's right. That's right. I did it. I popped the question. He I got did. down on one knee. He did. And she said, "I said, of course." <laughs> and here you have it. And that's the end of the episode. All right. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. We appreciate you. We gotta go do stuff. Hey. So before we actually get into today's show, um, I want to remind you of our previous episodes. Uh, We took a break to fall in love. That's where we explain our love story and how Mm -hmm. that all went down, how we started our our life partnership. Um, I would also say uh, why modern women don't submit and what is a black man's role in the family. Um, Those episodes, just because it's us figuring out who we are within our relationship, within our marriage and, and how we're going to show up as our family, you know, mm-hmm. um, as well as the finding balance series and the healthy relationship series. Um, I don't think we have any other like distinct relationship episodes. Like we have stuff where we talk about it. Obviously I don't think, okay. but we do have a playlist on YouTube. Um, it's called Rocky and Oso's, life partnership mm-hmm. where Definitely those are yeah those are us talking about um clips of us talking about our relationship yeah. so check that out thank you to all of our supporters we wanted to share this news with you all because yes. you all are the it's so real family you and know, we appreciate you it's so real family we wanted to say thank you for all the support once yes. again um and we hope that you can celebrate with us by you know we're going to document a lot of, of the stuff that's going on. So yeah. uh, definitely head over to the YouTube channel. Check that out um, mm-hmm. so we can show you some of the in-person stuff, mm-hmm. some of the behind-the-scenes stuff. We're going to be putting out a lot more content now. Uh, again, trying to do the whole putting out stuff daily. It's a challenge, but like we're going to try to stick to it, even if it's just like putting out shorts. Yeah. Um, but especially now, uh, we have all this energy, <laughs> <Yeah>. clearly <laughs> because of all the stuff that we're going through personally. So we have this, a lot of energy to put out stuff and uh just celebrate so please join us on uh on youtube and thank you for all those who are already supporting us yes thank you so much all right well this show is not going to be our regular format right we're gonna switch it up on y'all because of the occasion yes (laughs) so oso will be leading because he comes up with the questions so Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i will just be responding (laughs) i have no idea how this show is gonna go (laughs) Because I need to pre-plan my questions. <laughs> he just thinks about them uh, on the want, spot. I want her on the spot, y'all. I want, I yes. want her to just go in and be like, okay, damn, I didn't expect that one. <laughs> exactly. So we'll see how this episode goes. Oh, 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 oh. Uh, but all thank right. you for listening and thank you for celebrating with us. Yeah. So all the questions I'm going to be asking you are mm-hmm. going to be about our relationship, about mm-hmm. um, 
the proposal mm-hmm. um, and about just the future and how you see things. So it's not going to be anything, you know, off the wall, nothing like that. Okay. It's all very much aligned with what we, we are doing today and the in celebration of us. Mm-hmm. Um, so first of all, I want to know what were your views on marriage when you were like younger? Like when did you, when did you see yourself being married mm-hmm. and... I guess uh, as a follow-up, when did you see yourself being married and how did you picture the proposal being? Mm-hmm. Um, so I definitely thought... Question, right? <laughs> yes, thank you, baby. <laughs> um, I definitely thought uh, mid to late 20s um, would be the proposal and the marriage. And I'm 29, so got in under the wire, baby. I was baby. about to say, like, you technically got it. <laughs> you know? Um, I definitely didn't see anything, um, I, I predicted meeting my spouse at Hampton at a HBCU. Okay. Um, but I didn't necessarily need to get married or engaged then. I still was really young, had a lot of growing to do. Um, but I had hoped to find the prospective person, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, I was definitely thinking, uh, more mid to late, uh, twenties. Um... How did I think the proposal would go? Yeah. Um. I honestly have no idea because there's so many proposals out there mm-hmm. that you can like look at. I wanted it recorded, and we've talked about that because it wasn't recorded. Um. I mean. I honestly it outside of the recording it wasn't I didn't need all those grand gestures like for me I, I wanted to feel the love in that moment okay. like cause like when you're in that moment and like all the women are crying and stuff <laughs> like you know like I just I wanted to feel that love and I didn't want it to be a surprise in the sense of we have not talked about marriage you know right, right. like I knew this was coming and like it came and I didn't expect it. And it's just feeling the love of each other within that moment. That's kind of what I was hoping for. Um, and it's what I got. Okay. Yeah. Oh, what about you? Um, okay. So for me, I thought I'd be married. I think it changed at different stages of my life, if I'm being honest. Yeah. So, like, around in college, I thought I would meet somebody, like, around 25, 26, and probably be married and be building with that person. Mm-hmm. So that by, like, 30 or so, we have children and whatever. Mm-hmm. You know Gosh, what I mean? I feel that. That's what I thought. That's what I thought. But <laughs> the profession of a marriage and family therapist is uh, not exactly on that timeline. <laughs> no, not at all. Like you think you graduate and then boom, you're a therapist. Technically, that's what they yes, tell you. And but we then are you're not licensed. Then and then you got to do all this other shit. And mm-hmm. then so it's just a lot. Still in that process. But by the end of this month, your boy will be licensed. Don't worry. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm serious about that. <laughs> but anyways... Um, back to the question. So yeah, I, I would say twenty six ish. Going forward, thinking about children and family at thirty. Uh, when it comes to my proposal, so 
the way I propose versus how I thought I would propose is totally different. Mm. Totally different. So for some, let me just backtrack. So y'all have a little bit of, um, I guess, like foundation for why I even think this way. Let me get some water for this. Oh, it's about to be good, (laughs) y'all. Let's get into it. Okay. So I'm naturally like a romantic type of person. Um, good hearted, very much wanting to give and, uh, yeah, just a romantic at heart, honestly. So from an early age, I was thinking about being a good husband. That was something that was within the works of my development consciously. So I wanted to be a good partner, wanted to be a good husband, wanted to make sure that my wife would be happy and satisfied. (laughs) (laughs) More on that later. <laughs> Don't get it. Keep it peachy. Don't keep it peachy out here. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? All right. <laughs> um, but yeah, all those things. So from a young age, I had that perspective. Mm-hmm. So with that, I took on this burden of wanting a grandiose uh, proposal to match with, uh, I guess, like the expression or the illustration of my feelings for whomever that uh, potential Mm. woman was going to be. So I figured that unless I was able to do that grand proposal, I wasn't able to show my appreciation and love in the way that I was supposed to with Mm. the person who I wanted to actually marry. Mm. So that's how I thought of stuff. So I thought that my proposal... For whomever it was going to be, it turns out to be you, was going to be the biggest, most grand, hitting the mic ass proposal <laughs> ever. <laughs> but it wasn't. It turned out to be different. you know. But we'll get to that later. Y'all don't even know how it happened yet. We're going to keep that on the wraps to the end of the podcast. <laughs> Stay tuned. Stay tuned. That's right. We teasing the fuck out of y'all. <laughs> it's good. Okay. Okay, so that's the proposal part. Right. What did you think about the guy that you would marry? Like what how would you have described him back in the day? And did I match up with who that guy was? Or has that idea of what you wanted in a, a guy for a husband mm-hmm. completely shifted as you've matured to the point where you actually do have the ring? I would say more of the latter. Um, okay, so yeah, let me hear. Yeah, yeah I want to hear these. When I was <laughs> when I was younger, I mean, I thought about marriage. I didn't think about. I thought about the wedding. I did not think about the guy. <laughs> um, it was honestly just. Hold on, say that one more time. I thought about the wedding. I did not think about the guy. <laughs> I thought that's what you said. <laughs> Listen, uh, check out Life Is Rocky YouTube channel. I did an episode uh-huh. on my Becoming a Feminine Woman series talking about how Disney messed us up. Fellas, is this a setup? Check <laughs> it out because Disney messed us up, y'all. Like the fairy tales, Prince Charming, all of it. So basically it was like this shaded figure and I couldn't see who that person was, but I was getting married to them. Wow. And then... But all the bells and whistles was around you and shit. Yes. The doves and the motherfucking yes. and all that. The fireworks all and... All of it. And the fountains all and the motherfucking yes. hot air balloons and shit. And then I, you, I also told you, like, I was very bougie when I was young. Like, I was very... Was? I have toned it down. 
He's upset because of the gifts during the holidays. <laughs> I'm never upset, first of all. <laughs> he <laughs> we, feels the type of way then. <laughs> feeling good vibes is what I'm feeling. I'm chilling over here. Whatever. Well, I was even more bougie when I was younger. Okay, as long as you know. Um, and I needed a lot. And once I got to know myself more, I realized I was more down to earth and I didn't need all that showy stuff. Um, but because of that, yeah, it was, it was the big elaborate thing. Um, yeah, it wasn't until I started getting to know myself more and like, honestly, my ex was the first guy I had ever even thought about marrying. Oh, I can't wait. No, just my follow up. Cause you know, I'm about to talk about it. You know, I'm about to talk about it. Okay. Well, yeah, my ex, like that was the first Besides you, like, that's, yeah, the only other person I had considered marrying, you know? Like, any other guy I had dated, nah, none whatsoever, not at all, you know? Um, so that was, yeah, that was the first time. And I realized that because I was getting to know myself more and I was different than how I had been raised to be or thought I was, like, I was just coming into myself and who I wanted to be, that I realized, yeah, like my image that I may have had of a guy looked different. Like I told you about my ex smoking weed and that trash, the good girl, good girls don't smoke weed. Good girls who get married don't smoke weed. And then it was like, well, that goes out the window because the guy I'm interested smokes weed. So same with you, you know? So, so yeah, Mm -hmm. I didn't, it, it was, it was changing as I got older. And then with you, like, Yes, our love and our connection was so damn powerful. Like when you let it flow, it was just like a beautiful flow of energy where it was like we were really syncing up. Like at one point it was scaring us because we were like <laughs> we were like thinking about the same thing at different times of the day or something. And then we would say, yo, I was just thinking about that. What the fuck? You know, so like so, yeah, I felt that and it was very powerful. Um, but honestly, I mean, that was cool, but I knew marriage requires more than a connection. So it does. It's true. Yeah. Um, so honestly, all our values aligning was really like, oh, this is, this is like really good potential for marriage type of thing. Um, but I think I've mentioned it in shows before where I've said, um, really the three hitters that was like, okay, I want to marry him was you're my best friend. Like, I literally enjoy every day of my life with you. Mm-hmm. So, and that is rare. You being able to be with someone all day, every day is rare. Because family, I love y'all. Can't do it. Friends, I love y'all. Can't do it. You know? <laughs> like. That's very true. That's very know? true. So, I was like, that's. <laughs> keynote. That matters, yo. That you know? Matters. Like. <laughs> so, yes. I, I enjoy your company. Um. And then the second one was us co-parenting. We wanted to raise our children similarly. We had similar parenting styles, parenting values, that kind of thing. And I wanted to really make sure that the father of my children was involved and was able to help me in how I wanted to raise the children of the next generation because I wanted a more secure foundation, you know? And the fact that you're a therapist, you know, so it really helps with all of that. So that was another, like... Okay, this is the look good. Look good. Um. Oh wait, no, I missed a step. Co-parenting was the last point <laughs> that I was like, oh, okay, yes, I can marry him. 
Uh, the second point was business partner. Mm. Um, when, that day. <laughs> what? <laughs> when our former uh, supervisor pissed us off. Oh. <laughs> and that day we came up with ideas for the nonprofit. <laughs> we were like, fuck this shit. We're doing it ourselves. <laughs> the fact that we were so aligned in our vision professionally. Mm. You know, and how we wanted to impact black America like that. Yeah, because that's what I wanted. I wanted a man who I could build a professional empire with. So the fact that like we literally sat down, like I think at that point we were already working on the podcast. Um, So then it was like now it's like even more legit because that's even more of a, you know, um, for the nonprofit. So it was, yeah, best friend, business partner and then co-parent. And after the co-parent, that's when I was like. Oh, I want, yeah, I want to marry him. Like, there's nothing stopping me from marrying him. Like, I, yeah, I choose him as my life partner. Um, and I think after that, that's when we started our relationship, our committed life partnership. Hmm. So I knew that I wanted to marry you while we were still in the situationship. Hmm. So it's all part of your evil scheme, huh? Yes. <laughs> what the hell? I done got got. I done got got. You got got by a good one, baby. <laughs> the foolishness. All right, so I forgot what your original question was. Um, you answered it, but you kind of didn't. What was it? So I was I was saying like um about like what your expectations were for the guy back then, and then well I guess yeah you you pretty much answered it um and. Relating that to what you got, the guys you expected to have, uh, you were saying that it shifted mm-hmm. when you were younger to mm-hmm. when you were older. Mm-hmm. And then the it older. was it was in particular with you. Like so, I in didn't... the older version of yourself, I was kind of the guy. Who... Yes. Yeah. Okay. But it's still like I didn't know that I wanted to marry you upon like our first probably year together. So what did you what was what did you think? It was a great connection. Like, yeah, this this was nice. But I wasn't like I so wanna you, marry you. There was at no point that you thought like, ooh, this is I mean a... it was potential for sure. Okay. I yes. Like the fact that our first conversation went how it went, right. I was like, this hella potential. Okay. But I didn't decide that I want to marry right, you right. upon but, that. But you know, girls be having them fantasies like the first time. Oh no, I use logic in this decision, y'all. <laughs> no, I'm not saying decision. I'm saying like fantasies. Oh. Like uh, thinking about I, it, I imagining it. To let that go. Cause fantasies could get me out of using logic. So I had to be present in the reality of my connection. Okay. Um, but yeah, it honestly, yeah, it wasn't, I didn't know about what I needed in order to decide that I wanted to marry someone. Like, yeah, like my, my ex, that was the fantasy. The fantasy of marriage. Mm. Like that, that was the fantasy. So by you, like I had to let go. Like I had to get out of that, you know? Um, just to grow and focus on my own healing. So when you came around, I didn't, yeah, I didn't know the qualities of how to make that marriage decision until it happened. Until one day I was like, I really enjoy life with you. Mm-hmm. Like I could do this forever, <laughs> you know? And then when we did our business stuff, I was like, oh shit, 
this is what I always wanted. Like the, it's happening, you know? And then like us talking about kids and, and raising our kids and stuff and rites of passage. And I'm like, ah, shit. <laughs> you know, like it was, it, yeah, it was like in the moment without prior knowledge of what it would, what would be needed. That's when I was like, as soon as it happened, I was like, oh yeah, no, this is, this is, this is what I needed to know that I wanted to marry someone. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Can we reverse that for you? That question for you? Uh, was, so I guess uh, yeah, the question would be, was I, what, what did I think the woman of my, the wife of my dreams would have been? Mm-hmm. Uh, so when I was younger, oh, they completely are different. <laughs> They're completely different. So I was thinking, uh, I swore I was going to end up like marrying or being with you know, building a family with, mm-hmm. um, in whatever capacity that might look like. I didn't know if I was going to get married or not uh, at some periods of my life, just to keep it 100. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm curious to know about that. Oh, yeah, we're going to talk about it. Okay. We're going to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I thought I was going to marry somebody of... Uh, Afro-Latina? Afro-Latina descent. <laughs> yeah, I know about that. Yeah. I, I just figured I would just because culturally and not like culturally as in like I know a lot about the culture but more so about more big aspects of a culture like the food the music similar to Caribbean yes they're mm-hmm. very similar and I'm like I love that I love mm-hmm. their love their food mm-hmm. love the culture love how fine the women look keeping it a butt like yeah, so and then in grad school, I actually connected with uh, an Afro Latina woman mm-hmm. who <laughs> was really cool, like really like right up my alley, like in terms of just a good vibes mm-hmm. and, and connection. So um, that's that. When it comes to that, I thought she might have been a, a different ethnicity. Mm-hmm. Then when it comes to personality wise, I still figured that we would be getting along. And that it would be somebody I could joke around with, mm. somebody who I could have fun with, you know. Mm. Not necessarily my best friend, but, like, maybe my, my best friend who is a woman. Mm. You know what I mean? I figured I'd have better guy friends. Turns out that's actually not necessarily true. No disrespect or offense to my guy friends listening from back home. It's just, we just don't talk as much. And it's okay. It's life. You know what I mean? It happens. <laughs> no shade to y'all. Uh, shout out to my boys, all my brothers from the line. You already know what it is. We bros for life. It's all love. But, um, but yeah, it's just a little bit different. Um, but I did expect some form of like back and forth, being able just to just have a rapport with each other. Um, not only on the humor side, but also when it comes to intellect. I you know that for sure. I always wanted somebody who was, I always said that, I always said I want a woman that's smarter than me. Now, I don't know if you're smarter than me, but you're smart. I don't know. Like, how would you even that's what I'm saying. That's <laughs> measure good. that? That's what I'm yeah. saying. That's a good thing. That's a good thing that I have to question that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. 
And I don't think I want somebody who I know is smarter than me in, in certain categories where I'm like, holy fuck. Yeah, like, I think like, then we I have be... different strengths in different exactly. areas. So it's not even like so if it was if it was a strength that I felt like I was deficient in. Mm-hmm. And you weren't okay. You weren't and comfortable with that. if I wasn't okay with, with that, it, I would yeah. be like, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> but since I think the biggest thing when it comes to even that, mm-hmm. the mindset of growth yes. is what's paramount. Just That's the love. thing that I I want at all times. <laughs> you fucking this mic up I'm today. I'm sorry. I moved the mic. Uh, it's in a different position. I'm not used to it. <laughs> she said, ah, ah, ah. <laughs> and I'm really excited and happy. <laughs> I told you it was gonna be a good show. Yay! You know. Come here, baby. <laughs> you, me, and I. Yeah. <laughs> with his hat, be clear. With his hat. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> um, but yeah so I figured those categories intellect um, the other thing is kindness kindness was a big thing I always wanted somebody who was like yeah like nurturing as fuck somebody who when some shit was going bad she would make it better okay. not like actually make it better because you can't fix a situation you know what I mean and I'm not one of those people who needs that I'm not one of those people who's like a victim guy but I do need like rest moments if that makes sense Mm -hmm. like I don't need when I'm fucked up to be kicked while I'm down because that takes me even longer to recharge or to get back I'm gonna get back like I'm very confident that I'm gonna always keep shit going that's just my personality that's how I am I know me by now. Like, if I want something, it might take me forever, ever. But I'm going to get it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, but I don't need the hindrance of, like, negativity or, um, yeah, just, yeah, that negativity or just not. Op- the opposite of that kindness, that, like, mean-spiritedness, like, that shit, mm-hmm. I just, I don't need that shit. That shit is mm-hmm. the worst for me. Um, and that for sure was like a requirement or something that I, I knew I needed with anybody, uh, especially after my ex, which is a situation I'm definitely going to talk about, mm-hmm. uh, going forward, but that's, that's going to be my next question. I don't want to get too much into that. Um, so I guess, how did it change with me? Uh, with you or add up, uh, Uh, okay, so with you, you checked off a lot of things, but then there was a reason why, like, I wasn't just like, oh, yeah, let's get married right away, just because we had a good connection. I was like, I saw a lot of stuff that I was like, man, shit, I don't know. Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, that I, I, I was very aware of myself and becoming more aware of myself a, a lot through my, basically through 25, from 25 to 30, I grew a lot, and... I took a lot of time to learn myself and appreciate and love myself enough to develop healthy relationships with other people. Because then I know exactly who's who's coming at who. Like, Mm -hmm. I know who I am already going into a situation Mm -hmm. uh, before I need to meet anybody else. So, therefore, I'm not worried about, like, oh, how am I going to react? Or, like, you know, sometimes people have anxieties. And I can say that for myself. <laughs> I guess you can say that as well. Yes, very much so. But like, yeah, like anybody in the, uh, in the audience, anybody listening, uh, just listen up, see see if this applies to you. Like, 
you have anxieties about the way that you're appearing or showing up in a certain environment because you don't know how you'll necessarily appear or be within that environment. So let's say you're going into a party. You might feel like really anxious because you're like, oh shit, like I, I just walked in, everybody's eyes are on me and shit. Like, what the fuck? What, the, what are they thinking? Whatever like that. I've reached a stage of confidence and knowing myself in certain situations where if I do walk into something that's foreign, I'm still like, okay, I know who I am. So regardless of what other people are thinking or regardless of what the situation is, I know how I am going to react in this situation. Mm-hmm. To a point of like numerous situations. Now, is my perfect? Do I know every scenario? Hell no. If a meteor just dropped into the living room, what the fuck would I do? I would panic like a motherfucker. What the fuck kind of shit is that? But, you know, that's out of the realm of possibilities. <laughs> But in most cases, I've thought about these situations and I've actually lived out these situations, which is even more important. Mm -hmm. So now I've learned like, yo, when I'm on stage, yo, when I'm at a party, when I want to talk to a woman, when I want to approach, when I want to propose, when I want to, you know, all types of shit. I've thought about these things and I've actually lived them. So now I know how I act in so many situations. So when I brought into a situation that's maybe challenging, I don't really fear it. So it's just a little bit different. Um, I forgot exactly why I went on that tangent. <laughs> um, but y'all get me. <laughs> uh, but basically just saying I that I'm reacting to moments differently, I guess. I don't know. You knew more of yourself. You were yeah, on your journey to know yourself. And it wasn't from looking 25 too much. From 25 to 30. <laughs> yeah. You know. Yeah, there we go. From 25 to 30. That was, mm-hmm. that, that was my original point. <laughs> uh, but yeah. I think the red flags were sometimes the way that you talk to me. Which goes into like the, the kindness piece. And I was like, yeah, that's a requirement for sure. Um mm-hmm. You were very stubborn. I think you still are stubborn. I am still very <laughs> stubborn, yes. You know, our niece had a moment the other day, and our cousin was like, is this you? Because my, my niece and I were birthday twins, and I was like, oh, yeah, <laughs> very stubborn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm trying to be more open, but it's it's there. <laughs> so, yeah, she has, she has some stuff, and I was just like, okay. But my biggest thing is, are you working on, on the things yeah. that you're doing? Because, like, I can accept somebody for their flaws, mm-hmm. love them in spite of, and, yeah, and for some of their flaws. But the encouraging thing, the thing that helps is somebody working at it. Like, if, if you're somebody who, even, like, even for, like, our situation, let's say, like, we're not making as much money as we want to make. But we want to make, like, a certain amount that's going to help us do big things you heard some of our plans like building these institutions for us Mm -hmm. mental health institutions for black people Mm -hmm. you know that's gonna cost some money you know Mm -hmm. uh but (laughs) (laughs) yeah it is uh but yeah the steps towards that the financial freedom and all those other things if i see you and i working at that that's a sign that we're both on the same page in the growth mindset so the same thing I just apply to other aspects of our lives, you know, our emotional growth, like mm-hmm. our physical intimacy, our um, 
intellectual conversations still like the things that make us fall in love and then the things that you listed before like those those same things that were on my list as well those are the things that you really need to keep going and improving on and have a work process mindset towards as long as you have that I'm good because I can see like okay well she's being stubborn but she's working at it it's, it's the difference between take me as I am shit yeah I hate that mm-hmm. I hate that like take me as I am I ain't working on it nah and I feel like that I can has, accept you as has, you as you are because you are how you are you grew up that way you just, mm-hmm. it might be ingrained in you but if you're working towards becoming better then I can at least respect it. And depending on how severe that thing is mm-hmm. within our relationship, mm-hmm. then maybe I can actually um, accept it within a relationship and embrace it. And I always took that saying, take me as I am differently. I took it as like your core values as a person, like what is your spirit and people accepting that and not trying to change that and finding okay. people that you align with, not take me as I am because of my flaws. Yeah. And there's no change in that. That'd be that bullshit. So, yeah, I definitely, within these past couple of years, have been growing. Jesus. But, um, so, yes, respecting your boundaries, uh, verbal yes. and physical boundaries. Um, and also changing, because I didn't grow up with healthy relationship dynamics. So, it was the first time that I was considering it. And I was like, yeah, I want to do better. I don't want to treat somebody I love that way. I want to be a better partner. Like how he was thinking about how to be a good husband. I had never thought about how to be a good wife outside of the food, cleaning, and sex bit. And I'm like, yeah, there's there's a little more to that. <laughs> so, um, you okay, babe? Yeah, I'm good. I'm just fixing it. Okay. Um, but yeah, so I definitely grew. And I definitely realized that I had to grow. Um, but it was for me becoming the person and the partner that I wanted to be, as well as the person and partner that you deserve. Well, thank you, baby. And I reward you with a ring. (laughs) (laughs) No, but for real. Appreciate it. (laughs) Uh, Honestly, I don't think like a lot of people understand that, uh, just like other aspects of life, you have to work at relationships as well. And when you do that, you re the benefits of those same um the same effort that you put in mm-hmm. into it so it's just like how all these women are getting the hella degrees mm-hmm. they on their stuff they're getting their bags that's the reward mm-hmm. but they put no effort into becoming better at partnership mm-hmm. and that's the other thing because it's like i'm also not absolved of becoming a good and, and sustaining a good partnership and cooperation with within our relationship as well. I can't just be like, okay, now that she's more cooperative, I, I get to walk all over her. Like, that's not what you do. And that's the problem with a lot of guys on the other end. I, now, I'm, now I'm Mike Tyson in it up. Oh, man. <laughs> Switched up my mic too. Um, so, yeah, you have to be able to understand your role in cooperation and building together in your relationship versus trying to tear each other down and competing all the goddamn time for no reason. Ego shit. You know? Um, okay. Next question I wanted to ask was about your last serious relationship um, and how you feel like it prepared you 
for your current marriage <laughs> and pretend like you know life uh, partnership ooh. that's a good question baby <laughs> oh yeah i know i come with the heat um so let me ask my this y'all catch me in therapy holla yeah. at your boy see Smart i don't have love. these problems in therapy <laughs> but mm. in life i'm like what are questions <laughs> Mm-hmm. It's so fascinating. Check out Smart Love if you want some relationship coaching. Yes. Smartlove.com. Two right? T's. Two T's. Don't forget them two T's. <laughs> um, okay. How did he prepare me? Okay, well, let me just say we were only in a committed relationship for five months. Situationship for three years. So there's that. Um... I needed to be whole individually. Um, And I think I didn't learn that towards the end of, uh, or beginning of senior year uh, at college because, so we started dating at the end of freshman year. So basically that summer into sophomore year. Um, and yeah, I would lose myself in my relationships. So he was trying to take space. Um, I mean, he was trying to end things. So he was trying to take space. (laughs) Um, and Mm -hmm. I think at one point I started respecting that before I was definitely focused on, I want what I want. So we're drunk and we have sex then you know it's more of a connection uh but yeah my senior year i i was i was changing i was growing i was forced to honestly it was in a very dark place that's when i went to the sonia sanchez reading ah that's when it all changed yeah um and from that point on i felt more whole and full within myself so my relationship with him changed and i think that's when like the love returned between us um and things got smoother and less challenging because it was highly conflictual at times um so yeah um other than that um he showed me that i wanted a partner who was similar to me not at the approval of my parents <clears throat> that's important yeah I, I definitely learned that cause my dad didn't like him so I definitely learned that oh yeah if I'm spending my life with someone they're for me I'm the one spending my life with them who gives a fuck what you think <laughs> dads don't like me no I thought they would but I guess not I mean you are kinda non-traditional but so am I which is why it works <laughs> so like and, and and it was coming from the point of like oh I'm different from my parents like they don't mm-hmm. really accept me so like then yeah of course they wouldn't you know hey. I think they know like I'm fucking made up I mean like, yes they know but they don't like it I mean but you know yes. how some guys like give off the like oh he's so innocent vibe oh yeah I guess I'm not. You know, those dudes. <laughs> <laughs> I come up as I'm nice, but it's like 
this nice motherfucker is fucking my daughter. <laughs> like, this motherfucker, like, hey, how you doing, man? I'm yeah. fucking the shit out of your daughter. <laughs> like, that's how they look at me. Like, oh, goodness. So. Okay. Um, I know I'm going I'm to have those moments. If we have a daughter, I'm going to be like, God damn, this motherfucker. <laughs> this old chipper ass motherfucker. Why are you so damn happy? I know why you got damn happy. <laughs> okay. Touching my Let's little girl. <laughs> what? I'm else? already in dad mode. <laughs> Um, what else? What else? <sighs> I mean, there was so much I learned with you. So I'm like, what did I learn from now? <laughs> Damn. Uh, like when I say the exponential amount of growth I've experienced with you relationally, good God. <laughs> but that's all I can think of right now. Okay. What about you? How did your previous relationship? <laughs> Dog, I was just teeing this up so I could knock it off the park. <laughs> Woo! Let me tell the people. Okay, let's hear it. All right, first of all, this. Let me stop. I ain't about to go. <laughs> shout out to my ex. I'm not about to put your name out there. Um, no, but shout out to you, for real. That was the most impactful. And I think I've said this on this uh, podcast before, but mm-hmm. this was one of the most impactful. Go with the most impactful relationship that I've had leading up to our relationship. Mm-hmm. Obviously, this is gonna be the most impactful. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, stun on him, baby. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Got this ring on my finger, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> she had to straighten it. <laughs> it's a little blurry in the camera. Whatever. Yeah. It's all good. <laughs> um, we'll post pictures on our Instagram and Facebook. Yes, yes, and on our YouTube as well on the YouTube on community. The yeah, you said community. Mm-hmm. On the community, uh, that will be the first time we can actually use the community tab. Oh, because <laughs> I was like, "Where was this thing?" I don't know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Thank you for researching, baby. All mm-hmm. right. Oh, so yeah, so the relationship with my ex was very impactful because of the nature of the relationship itself Mm -hmm. but also the time in my life when all those things were happening it was like the perfect storm for Mm -hmm. my growth and development Mm -hmm. into the man that i am now Mm -hmm. so how did it prepare me for this moment first of all it taught me what i actually want in in a relationship and what restrictions and boundaries I want in a relationship. Because in the, the relationship with my ex, I almost said her name. Woo, let me chill out. Oh, I'm not really trying to put, you know, her shit out there like that, you know. Um, yeah, in that relationship, we kind of just, like, let things flow. They weren't allowed to find things. We didn't talk about our insecurities that often. And when we did... It was almost in an unhealthy way. Mm-hmm. So that was the, that was the thing. It was like either I would what? Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> either we wouldn't talk about um, them, or we would talk about them in ways that just weren't healthy. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So like we're having a discussion about like maybe I'm insecure about her. What was I insecure about back then? Her having conversations with other guys who she talked to. <laughs> it turned out to be right about that one. 
sorry. Every time, every time I gotta laugh at that shit. <laughs> it's so funny now. It's so funny now. Um, I'm glad you can find humor. Well, I mean, what can what can you do? Like, I feel like <laughs> back. The reason why it's, it's so funny to me now is because it seems so obvious now. Mm. Uh, and also, like, I was putting so much stake into what that meant and, and the meaning of it behind our relationship, like that betrayal, when I should have been putting way more stake into myself and, like, learning about me and setting my boundaries. Because if I would have known that, going back to what I learned in my, my relationship, I would have known what requirements I had in a relationship and would have known that long distance would have been an absolute no. Physical touch, my needs for physical touch are absolutely like almost damn near number one on my list of things uh, when it comes to a partner. Like it's required. All these other things that I'm talking about are required. You can't just be fine and just be like a fucking like a, a body dummy like i can't just touch on some like big oh look she got big titties and ass Ooh, ooh, and then she can't say anything that's creepy as fuck to me some other guys are like yeah just shut up and don't do the i need conversation i need personality i need all those other factors involved but touching being physical being physically intimate in all ways is important to me it's extremely important to me. And that cannot happen on a consistent basis with a long distance relationship. So I have to be with my partner. That was like one of the number one things I had to learn. He made it apparent with me. Yeah. I was like, yo, you could go wherever. It's kind of the same thing I tell you about you talking to guys. It's like, mm -hmm. you could talk to whoever. Mm -hmm. Just know how I move because I know how I am mm -hmm. now. So again, going back to my other example, in a situation, I know how I'm going to... I could tell you right now how I'm going to act. Because I know me. So it's like, do what you need to do. I will never say... I'm never going to restrict a damn person. Unless it's like the kids. Because for safety reasons, yeah. all that other stuff. But you're a grown-ass woman. And it's like, <laughs> you know that the consequences to your actions. I'm letting them be known plainly. And I'm letting you know that it won't even be like a resentment thing. It will be like a visceral reaction thing of what will happen. So it's just like, boom. Go ahead, do your thing. We're specifically talking about me dating men, in case you got lost in that, because I don't think it was clear. We went from long distance with a lack of physical touch to that. No, it's the same thing. <laughs> I mean, yes. You're not about to have a visceral reaction. <laughs> yeah, no, it will be, like, because I can't physically be with you anymore. Mm -hmm. If you're in long distance. You feel what yes. I'm saying? That's that reaction that, like, I can't mm -hmm. be with her. I can't, like... I can't touch and love and kiss on my baby. Like, that's that's a big deal mm -hmm. for me. Yeah. So, yeah, it would be like that. That's why I was comparing it to. Mm. <laughs> and also, long distance is going to lead to that as well. <laughs> I didn't think about that, but that also connects. <laughs> I mean... Mm -hmm. <laughs> exactly. It's my point. It's my point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I learned that. I also learned, um, more of my boundaries. I learned how I like to be talked to, mm -hmm. where I'm willing to accept in that area. Watch your tone. <laughs> it's like, a, like, <laughs> why are we talking? Like, 
Do yeah. you want me to get up on this he, level? Do you like? No, no. He would say, "You gonna argue with yourself and just walk away," which was valid. And then, um, fuck, fuck, we look and like. And then he give me that mama look. He give me that black mama look. Like, who the fuck you think you talking to? For real, because like he didn't even have to say anything. He just gave me that look. You right? I'm sorry. Because, <laughs> and and now I put out a little stuff because like my ex used to talk to me crazy when we got to certain points mm. it wasn't always like that again so I, and i do want to make this clear so i'm not making it seem like she's the villain um because i always have to take accountability to what i was allowing in the relationship anyways but also i want to take a, uh accountability for like how, how good how good it was at the beginning prior to the long distance so again me not asserting my boundary and knowing myself led to the detriment of that relationship because from that point on i was not getting what i would need in a relationship mm-hmm. so if i wasn't getting what i needed in a relationship everything else is downhill from there mm-hmm. even like my patience with certain things that i might have had with you in person because i'm like we're about to fuck right after <laughs> that's gone that's a real thing y'all yo it's a real thing oh, fellas back me up physical intimacy <laughs> can go a long way towards cooperation and letting that out because you're like you're able to literally physically (laughs) express that and get that out little hate sex (laughs) it won't even be hate sex it'll be like can we stop talking about this and just connect because that's really what it is it's like we're gonna get back to this if this is really an issue we gonna get back to this Mm -hmm. but can we connect Mm -hmm. and without that it's just like the issue isn't solved. The issue isn't solved. The issue isn't solved. Is there any connection? Are we going to talk enough for me to really feel that? No. Yeah, women operate differently. I know. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I had to learn that about myself. I was trying to psych myself out and be like, oh, nah, I can feel in this way or whatever. Mm. I, I'll be strong enough to this. It's all a mental thing. You just got to be strong enough. It's a weak people. Do All this other nonsense that wasn't true to me actually asking myself questions. It was just me trying to play the role of like, strong enough to make it through this uh struggle yeah Mm -hmm. you know the long term uh long distance relationship i will conquer it i'll be the one guy that actually makes it yes i will because i'm in school for this shot (laughs) fuck out of here school teaches (laughs) so much fucking growth in grad school goodness and the red and the again and this will be my last point the biggest red flag well, nah, this is one of the biggest. One of the biggest. <laughs> the biggest red flag was when took that plane, chicken. Yeah. <laughs> Woo, boy. Woo. When did I tell this story? I, I must have I, told it a couple of times. Y'all, y'all got to go back to at least um, how to get over your ex or some shit. Some one of those episodes. That's texting my ex. Texting my ex. Yeah, there we go. Texting my ex. Mm-hmm. Go back to that one. I definitely know I went o- over the story in that uh, episode. So y'all listening or watching the podcast, go back, go back, 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 back in time. You know what I'm saying? And, and listen to the whole story. But one of the biggest red flags, mm-hmm. one of them things that I was like, what the fuck am I even doing in this situation? Is when I was trying to solve some of the problems in our relationship. With, by applying what I'm learning oh, in yeah, class, I feel it. she was like, I'm not trying to do all that. Don't therapize Don't, me. Yeah, 
acting like I'm trying to be her therapist. I was just like, you know what? I'm fucking done. If you don't feel like you could use the resources that <laughs> right? I'm fucking learning. Like, there's a reason we're learning this shit. Why don't you want to imply it? Why do you think it's a bad thing to apply this shit to your relationship, to done. your life? I was like, I feel that shit. You not trying to grow. <laughs> you are not yeah, trying to grow. That's basically what it is. So as soon as you know, you basically just saying like, if you're not trying to grow and help with this relationship, you just said to me, fuck this relationship. Mm -hmm. And even then, I knew it was a red flag. I stored it in my mind, but it was in the back of my mind. I still kept seeing this woman. Yeah. Because, you know, it's a process. Yeah. It's, a, it's a process. You learn. You, you learn. Very hard-headed at mm -hmm. the beginning. But that's how it was. But I, I it's significant enough mm -hmm. that I still remember it to this day to make a... a, a a point of it on the podcast. So I remember that moment being like, what the fuck, yo? But that's what I mean by y'all, whoever's listening. Sometimes you have to have those conversations with yourself. Sometimes we just, we just say these things in our heads, like, what the fuck? <laughs> and then we'll be like, no, 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 just keep going. Like, we don't sit with it like, what the fuck was that? Mm -hmm. I feel terrible that she won't even try. Like, we don't mm -hmm. finish the thoughts because we feel like they're uncomfortable mm -hmm. or we just get distracted. We pick up our phone. We'll just do some other shit. But nah, those are the moments of growth, man. Those are the moments of fucking growth. Mm -hmm. And I'm glad I got there at some point because mm -hmm. if I never asked those tough questions and had time to reflect like that, psh, shit, I'd probably be hitting up right now. Whew, thank you for your growth, baby. Right. Uh, but anyways, yeah. shout out to my ex for all the lessons learned. Because that's why I appreciate the relationship so much. Because I did learn those things. Mm -hmm. It was ugly at the end. Beautiful at the beginning. Really, really ugly at the end. <laughs> but those ugly moments and even those beautiful moments taught me a lot about myself. It taught me that, the beautiful moments at least, taught me that I can do a lot with a little. And that what matters is that connection because we had a really good connection at the beginning mm -hmm. and I did appreciate that. But now I know how to sustain a connection and that's important. And I have a plan for it. I know how to communicate. So like when we're off track, we're going to know probably that day and then we're probably going to have it solved within that week. Mm -hmm. <laughs> There's no like falling off the rails because we're never going to get that far off track. And that's what I remembered when you said the the lack of communication, lack of growth. Um, so from an ex before my ex, <laughs> I learned that I was controlling. Um, mm. So I wanted in the uh, most recent uh, relationship, um, I wanted to change things. So I wanted to do monthly check-ins where we're just like, hey, how's it going? Is there anything I can improve? You know, that kind of thing. Um, but he never said anything. <laughs> and it turned out there was major issues, but he never said anything. And it's like, this is what I'm trying to avoid. <laughs> like, if you don't say something, I can't work on it, you know? Yeah. So I do appreciate you for voicing yourself and setting and enforcing your boundaries. Um, and I listened. That's another thing with, that my ex taught me. is like, <laughs> just because somebody has a boundary and they don't like it doesn't mean that that boundary has to change. Because mm -hmm. that's the thing I think a lot of guys get mixed up. It's like they'll have something that they want to say, but they know that the reaction mm -hmm. will be bad and then it was just cause more conflict. But if you're like, nah, I don't like this. <laughs> mm -hmm. What's up? And the, the woman's like, well, I do like this. Well, I'm like, well, I guess we're going to have to agree to disagree then. <laughs> And then that's it. And yeah. then if y'all can work with that, cool. Mm -hmm. But the problem is a lot of people, 
they bend and twist around their boundaries, mm-hmm. and then that fucks shit up. Yeah. Oh. All right. Last question. You sure? I don't know. How much time we we've been the one? We've been on for about an about an hour. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm, I got a lot. I could do like I, I could do a lot. I have no idea. <laughs> um, I won't say it's the last question. I'll just ask the question and then we'll just keep going and then see where you know where okay. it goes. <laughs> so I won't. I won't. You guys won't know when it ends <laughs> <laughs> till it does. Okay. When it comes to your your current relationship relationship with me, <laughs> mm-hmm. <clears throat> how do you intend to keep us happy and keep us strong? Our connection strong as we go forward like what things do you feel like you've learned or developed now that prepares you to keep a man keep me mm-hmm. not just like now that you've gotten me because i think that's like a lot of uh people's issues is that they think of marriage and then they think of divorce and they also think of marriage as a finish line like okay yes. i got him yes and it's like no that's that's a starting line like it's only beginning. <laughs> that's that's a perfect way to put it. You know, uh, my colleague from practicum said that because uh, I was saying how there seems to be a lack of emotional growth in monogamy, whereas like polyamory forces you to be an emotional growth. Hmm. Um, so yeah, we were talking about it in that that instance with that metaphor. Uh, so how I plan to um, keep trying to be an active listener. There are some days where I'm like, okay, I'm going to. Um, aim for uh being quiet and having you initiate the conversation that just touched my heart <laughs> uh, i'm for real y'all that just yeah because it's not that is not my go-to whatsoever i speak my it's mind to mouth so i <laughs> i'm an external processor it just goes so sometimes i'll have i'll set the intention <laughs> to be like okay shut up <laughs> let him speak because if i'm silent you are more uh, more often than not like you'll voice your thoughts versus like me asking you don't always voice it. So if I just allow there to be space and room for you to bring up Damn, what you're thinking. That's so true. Yeah. So That's so true. So yeah, so that's one way You done found out a hat, girl. Yes. That's a good I've one. I've been trying. I've been trying. Um also in in that same breath, um, intentional uh what do we call it? Alone together time and quiet together time. Mm. Uh, alone together, meaning we're doing our own thing, but we're together. And then quiet together, meaning um, we're kind of focused on our connection, but we're not necessarily speaking. We're just enjoying each other's company. Um, so that's a lot of times like in nature, like, yeah, you know, love just that. breathing and, and just being with each other. Yeah. Um, so those are like, yeah, some things that I try. And it's, yeah, it's just whenever I'm like, okay, I'm going to try and be intentional with this time. So that is something. Um, all the things I learned from the plethora of male-dominated platforms. So, <laughs> so exercising, making sure that I remain fit. Um, so that way we can keep your sexual attraction to me. Ooh, <laughs> um, she's talking that talk. Go. I'm about to go. What else? What else? What else? Um, it's nice. I like oh this. Oh my gosh, got me excited, y'all. Uh, got me excited. Intentionally practicing my femininity. Um, I just will be releasing. Well, actually, this is coming out next week. So check out. Oh. Ooh, you okay? Yeah, I'm good. Okay. Um, the wall might not be though, cause you know, 
breaking out. Uh, Life is Rocky, <laughs> my personal YouTube channel. I have a, a episode in my Becoming a Feminine Woman series called 10 Ways to Practice Your Feminine Energy. Um, and that's where, like, yeah, I flush out how to practice my feminine energy. Like, my relationship is only one area to practice my feminine energy to make sure that I am tapping into that part of myself. Mm. So I'm practicing it. Like, being out of a relationship for so long and then also just... I went through like how I was practicing in high school, in college, in grad school, sorry babe, mm-hmm. when I moved to Oakland till now. And it definitely like high school was the most ways I practiced my feminine energy until now. Wow. Like it definitely like knocked back just because of different factors where I was living, what I was doing with my life mm-hmm. type of thing. So just being intentional about the ways that I'm practicing my feminine energy to make sure that I maintain that. Okay. Um uh flexibility aka friendly cooperativeness um accepting you as the leader of our relationship and being cooperative in that oh my god ladies that's hard it's still hard oh my god it's it's still hard (laughs) oh my god it's still hard i think we got her it's still hard. Do we got a good one, y'all? Uh, it's still hard. But I did the episode on my <laughs> channel, and it was who is the, actually the better leader. Well, I actually like flushed out the ways in which you were leading in, and like actual leadership skills and qualities, and like you were leading by far. <laughs> so it was like logically just looking at the facts i can't argue with this like there's no co-lead here i got my my little leadership my little strengths but you leading this bitch (laughs) so so yes in terms of our relationship in terms of our businesses in terms of our life together you are the leader and i've become more accepting of that and therefore more cooperative Thank you, baby. Because mm-hmm. I'm not trying to lead you astray. I understand. <laughs> <laughs> and I and you said it yourself. You're like, you chose me, so why don't you trust your choice? And I was like, damn, you right. Because <laughs> you could be with other guys, right? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to be with other guys. Right. <laughs> like, you, yeah, no. You, you're the man of my dreams. You're like literally fulfilling my life for my dreams you know like the life that i've always wanted so why no i got you but um but yeah so let's see anything else um (laughs) being open sexually (laughs) i'm trying it's I'm vanilla the, as shit, y'all. Trying to let out the freak in her, y'all. I'm vanilla as shit. She is. She, she not. She not about these things. I'm not. But we'll see. We have a whole lifetime to figure that out, right? And as you guys know, if you listen to the podcast, we are in a polyamorous relationship. So we are very much open and clear about our boundaries, mm-hmm. and we communicate things. And also, we're both on the this. I think I, I won't speak for both of us, but at least for me, I think I'm pretty much locked in and really focused on our relationship right now. For sure. <laughs> yes, for sure. Um so I'm not really looking to date. If somebody comes along, mm-hmm. they would have to really be like a, a really good connection mm-hmm. and bring peace and mm-hmm. potentially add to our situation. Mm-hmm. Uh that would be like the only situation 
I'm I mean, remotely close to interested in right now. So. Like, yeah, we're in our engagement, planning we, for the wedding. We focused on like, that. Businesses, yeah, we bringing did. our children into this world. Like, yeah, we're really two teeth. You know? You know? Like, yeah, so... Uh, yeah, and that's why I was saying I didn't really have the energy to date the summer because I'm working on my own business and stuff. Like, yeah, I just... We got work to do, so... Yeah, so I'm like, who has the energy to date? That's hella energy. Yeah. So, if I'm going to do something with my energy, I would rather put it into us for right now. Because, like, finding somebody for it to not work out is just a lot of energy. Word. <laughs> and there's no guarantee because we don't know what's a good fit. But exactly. we know that we're a good fit. Exactly. And we know that we are building. So, mm-hmm. like, why not... Yeah. So I honestly think, because I was saying possibly next year, but with the wedding and everything, I don't see it now. But because um, I'm, we like, never know. But like our concentration yeah, isn't there. Like but, the focus of our energy. Yeah, I think honestly, it's gonna take a backseat until after one of the kids. Probably. Because mm-hmm. I'm just I'm into us. Like I definitely feel the shift in energy from me going to like work and education to. Uh, homemaker and mommy roles. So I definitely feel the shift. Um, Cause I'm tired, y'all. I just want to be home with my babies. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, they coming now. They right. coming now. Um, right. Do you want to talk about the proposal? Let's talk about the proposal. This, this, this is what y'all been waiting for, right? <laughs> All right. So, um, hold on. I'm going to do a quick check on like uh, the battery and all that good stuff. Yes. To make sure that we're straight. I'll be right back. I think we're good. I can't see it, but Oh yeah, we live. We good. We got twenty five percent on that. Okay. We great. Alright, so let's get into it. Let's get into it. <clears throat> okay. The question is how did I propose? <laughs> <laughs> um Oh, you got a little something on your eyelash. Like closer. Yep. Got it. Uh, before we get into that, I didn't ask you the reverse of how you'll maintain keeping me. That's true. Mm-hmm. I wanted you to. Okay, perfect. Um, how will I keep my wife? Because you know the saying, happy wife, happy life. Even though I subscribe to happy spouse, happy house. Much better saying. Um, so how will I maintain and keep our connection strong mm-hmm. and healthy? Uh, I will often and I'll often check in on you like and by often I mean like weekly you know, like I always ask you like how your day's doing pretty much every day but uh, I make a point to at least ask weekly uh, setting up weekly dates and like sometimes they're grandiose sometimes they're not Yeah. but at least making an effort quality. every week for quality time between just us no distractions trying to have like no tv your phone unless that's part of the experience like going out to the movies or something else like that you know what i mean mm-hmm. um uh showing appreciation for the things that you do so i've asked you to do more things but i also appreciate when you do them like so i don't i don't ever take them for granted um yeah even if it's just a slap of the booty <laughs> to let you know that you doing your thing, girl. Well, also remember, I'm words of affirmation. I know. I come up and behind you and whisper some sweet nothings in your ear. That has nothing to do with what I'm doing. <laughs> I just love and appreciate you. Exactly. Yes. So it's like a, it's like you're doing things, but like I, I'll just come up and be like, I just, I love you. Just doing everything. Like, just come here. 
It's good right now. Mm. Move my hat. Mm. Mm. Come on, we on air. What you doing? Come on, the people <laughs> watching. What you talking about? Just distracting. Uh, See, this is what happens. <laughs> um, but yeah, making sure to use my words and actions to show my appreciation for you. And the things you two do. Uh, I will provide financially, even though I don't think you're here for that. <laughs> no, I would like I my think own you, bag. Yeah. I, I think mean, you I would like you, you like, to have your own bag. <laughs> I think you like the fact that I, I am earning my by myself, like you said, mm-hmm. but also that I look to provide for you. Like you like that, but I it's not like, a requirement. I like that you are like money management and investing. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. I like how you lead in that area. Yeah. yeah. Um. So with that, mm-hmm. um, preparing myself uh, to become a good father. Like I know some of these aren't like necessarily to keep our connection strong, but I. No, I put them it in. Will help. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like I'm, I'm putting them all in that sphere like, because <laughs> I think that they're, they're related. Yeah, you, know? you right, you, you know? right. Um, so pre- preparing to be a good uh, father, spending time with my nephew, which helped. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I like. I know I'm going to get into dad mode and start the books and all that other good stuff when we start preparing for it. But like, I, I got know. A list. <laughs> <laughs> sure, she does. She. <laughs> But I know, like, the mentality and how I'm going to be. Um, it's going to be very intentional uh, because I want to have a strong family. Like, I want mm-hmm. us to be so strong. Um, and what else? Helping our connection by, like, just being aware of it. You know, I think I'm very aware of, like, when we're off and when things are wrong. Mm-hmm. Um Usually I, I I'm I'm able to address it or at least like say I don't got the energy to address it right now but I saw this thing that we need to address <laughs> or something like that so um, yeah those are the ways I think I'm gonna be able to keep our connection strong keep it healthy uh, keep us going and loving each other throughout the years. Thank you, baby. Thank you. <laughs> um. All right, without further ado, how did I propose? <laughs> okay, but I also want to hear you tell it. I'm going to tell it. You going to tell it after I tell it? I'm gonna t- You tell your version, and I'm going to tell you what led up to all that, because that's what I'm saying. You get to have, like, your version is only, like, so yeah, short yeah. and I'm gonna tell like okay so here's what happened in the backstory it's like the behind <laughs> the, the scenes yeah that's okay. what I mean so. alright alright okay so Oso was visiting his brother in Atlanta and we have been talking consistently on WhatsApp throughout his stay there so then all of a sudden he just stopped responding and viewing my messages and I'm like you not even receiving my messages Hmm, this is highly suspicious. Now, mind you, at a previous vacation away from me, he came home early to surprise me. (laughs) So I was like, voice note, I see what you're doing here. (laughs) You coming home to surprise me, aren't you? Well, I'm all good and ready for you, baby. I see you soon. (laughs) 
And then he had the audacity to throw me off the trail by saying, LOL, I wish love. Nah, flights is still back because he was doing standby flights. Mm -hmm. uh, he was like, I was just at the park, you know, with my family and I'm really tired. So I'll talk to you later. And I was like, man, I was really excited. <laughs> so I was like, fine, whatever. <laughs> see you when I see you. So I just, you know, went on to bed. You know, regular regular evening for me. Nope, nothing, nothing suspicious going on outside. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then, a little after midnight, who creeps into my bedroom? Because remember, we have separate bedrooms. And everybody who I tell the story to, they like, you ain't think that was a burglar? I'm very aware of, like, how someone, like, the sounds of someone entering my room, someone going across the living room. Like, I'm very aware of the sounds that it makes. So I knew it was him coming in the door, even though, like, I popped open awake immediately. But I knew it was him just by how he entered my room. Um. So then, yeah, I popped open awake. And was like, I knew it, I knew it, I knew it. And I grabbed him and I hugged him and I loved him. <laughs> and yeah, we just, we were cuddling and like really appreciating each other because we had missed each other because it had been like 10 plus days. Mm -hmm. And uh, and yeah, it was really, it was really nice. And we were just being very mindful of each other and, and appreciating each other. So obviously it had been 10 plus days. So my mind... <laughs> Was on some sexual activity, okay? Right. <laughs> so I was throwing out some lines. <laughs> and he was like, no, it's okay, baby. I'm just enjoying this time with you. And I have a higher sensual need. So I was okay with that. I was like, okay, I'm going to enjoy my baby with the cuddles and stuff. <laughs> and then um, and then <laughs> he said, I'm going to go get something. And we had been talking about going to the sex shop. So I was like, oh, you got it already? <laughs> and then he came back and like I was laying on my bed and he got um, on his knees on the side of my bed and like had his hands folded and was laying on my stomach. And I was like, that's too small for what I'm thinking you holding. Right. And then he stood up and he broke his hands away and there was nothing in his hands. And I was like. Well, I guess he didn't get it. Okay, all right, well. And then he stood me up, and, like, you hugged me, and you kissed me. And mind you, it's it's nighttime, so it's, like, one or something, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So I don't have any lights on in my room. But you were wearing, like, light green shorts so I could make out your shorts in the darkness. And then I see you go to dig in your pocket, and I'm like, oh, is that where the sexual item is? <laughs> <laughs> and then... You you pulled out a box and got on your knee, but it wasn't until you opened the box and they had a ring mm -hmm. light in the box that I was like, this is not sexual. <laughs> so I had to like adjust because <laughs> I was not expecting that at all, okay? So that's the first what happened, all right? I, I had no idea this I was going to, through her ass. I was, <laughs> I was so sexually focused. I had no I, idea this was listen, going to Listen, I was horny shit. <laughs> shit. I'm over here trying to be romantic. You know. So I had to adjust, right? <laughs> and then the, the thought after that, mind you, he's asked me to marry him several times. I've said yes each time. You've also pranked me. It was and, all jokes, y'all. <laughs> and, and, and like acting like you were going to pose and stuff. So at this point, I'm like, 
mind you, it's still dark, so it's hard for me to see the ring. I'm like, you better not be playing with me right now. There better not be no empty box. You better not be playing with me. <laughs> this shit is not happening. It's not really happening, right? And then cry. <laughs> Just balling, balling, balling. Then I ran away and was on my bed crying. And then I was like, wait, go back, go back. <laughs> That's why I was like, what's going on in your head when I did all that? So then I came oh, back. I'm tell you. I came back and uh, with hand over my mouth, crying. It was just, it was very stereotypical. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then I was like, shit. Okay, calm down. Focus on what he's saying. <laughs> and this is why I was like, a recording would be nice. Cause I'm like, fuck, what he said, what he said. It was, it was a lot of emotion, a lot of thoughts going through my head. Okay. In my body. It was a lot happening. So then I was like, okay, focus on his words. Focus on his words. <sighs> and then, yes. And then you asked me, and it was, of course, of course, of course. <laughs> <laughs> we kissed and we hugged and he put the ring on my finger and it was great. It was great. <laughs> and then after came the sex. <laughs> of course. You ain't going to get proposed to and not. But you know, fuck shit. the guy that just proposed to you. But then it was really great because, like, then it was like, well, we're both awake now. So, um, yeah, I was tired as fuck. And I just got energy uh, yeah. from the flight. Yeah. I was like, damn. So, um, so, yeah. So then we, like, smoked and we talked. And we were really mindful in talking to each other. And that's when we talked a little bit about your process mm-hmm. and how you were feeling and how you think about things. So it was just, it was a really, and then we slept in the same bed that night. Mm-hmm. Which was really nice. So yeah, that was that was our proposal, my version of it. <laughs> what was your version, baby? Alright, so first of all, I've been saving for this goddamn ring <laughs> <laughs> for uh probably up to a year. Like, you know? I'm wow, for really? Yeah. Aww. So I've been saying like because <laughs> either we was gonna make it happen. Or we was not gonna make it happen. I would put that money someplace else. It was like whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna stash this money, you know? but I was intentionally putting it away for the ring because I wanted it to happen. Mm-hmm. I'm still, you know, filling things out, still making sure everything's straight. Mm-hmm. And I ain't going into no traps. <laughs> but you know, you know, everything seems to have checked out, mm-hmm. fellas. We are good. Mm-hmm. We're okay. Don't send the cavalry yet. I'll let you know. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I've been saving all this time for the ring. Uh, I was hiding my savings because you know we we pretty much really open with our finances yeah. and everything else like that and our phones yeah too, so, so it's not like a big deal for us. Mm-hmm. Um, I but, did not see it. But yeah, I was I was scroll past so like I, I, only time I hide stuff is when I'm trying to surprise her some shit like that. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, so I'm like oh, don't look at that, Just don't look <laughs> at that, Shoot, don't look at that, don't look at that. All right, and saving all this time, and I'm thinking of like when. when and how I want to do it. And like I said before, I always had these thoughts of things being grandiose and doing all this other big stuff. But I figured, boom, I had enough money for it and I knew I wanted to at least get the ring, Mm -hmm. right? And I was like, boom, my trip with my brother. That's the perfect time to mail it over there. Mm -hmm. So I already decided on that like as we were figuring that out. Then I'm like... Which was good because I check our mail and I'm nosy. Exactly. So I would have figured that shit out. Exactly. So that's why I knew not to do that shit. So I was like, boom, I'm on that. Because she, her nosy ass going to step. Like, 
like, ooh, what you get? And then, oh, the ring. And then, you're gonna, <laughs> what, you're going to put it back in or some shit? It's going to be all ripped was, up. I'm going to know. It was a very good idea, baby. Oh, yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. So that was in motion. So now I was like, well, why don't I just do the whole thing? Where it's like, I do my grandiose spiel mm-hmm. as I return. Mm. You know? And I was thinking about that. But it didn't feel right. Mm-hmm. It didn't feel right. And then we were just talking throughout the trip and everything else like that. I was just like, you know, feeling out the connection. Now I kept on thinking, I'm like, all right, well, what else could I do? Like, what could I do to make this like really special and how I would want it? And then, well, all, all, all the things that came up were just like, just come back early. Mm-hmm. Just come back early. Just come back early. I was like, I know that motherfucker in my head. I'm like, I know I'm gonna come back early. What else I'm gonna do? I gotta do something else. So I was like, Nah, man, just come back early. It was something that was telling me to just come back early. And like... And I knew it! <laughs> whatever. She kind of knew, but she I threw her off. You did! So it don't matter. It don't count. I'm good. I won. <laughs> you did. I surprised you. did. <laughs> um, but yeah, someone was just telling me to just be honestly, uh, just to honestly just go forward and surprise her with coming back early Mm -hmm. so that's what i ended up doing and i still have so many ideas that's why i'm not saying them out loud right now (laughs) uh to surprise you with other gifts and just other celebrations of our love throughout our years Mm -hmm. um so you know they're in the memory bank but for some reason i knew that at that moment i needed to just feel the raw like expression and connection that we had Mm -hmm. um the connection that we had and then to express it in a way that matched that raw and simplicity, rawness and simplicity. And it was a feeling. It was really a feeling. It was like, you don't need to do all that right now. You don't need to do all that right now. And I think maybe that's what it was. Like maybe doing all those things would have taken you out of the moment or taking you out of like whatever it was. Mm-hmm. But I felt like the way that it went down when I came through, I surprised you. Yeah. I had the the uh, lift driver sneak through the back and yes. do all this other stuff. Yes, if he comes through the back, I don't hear him at all. But I live right by the, I, my room's right by the front door. Oh, so hey, no, hey, no, hey, I ain't things planned out. Mm-hmm. So sneaking through the back and doing all those other stuff, I felt it. Mm-hmm. And and when we were connecting in the bed prior to me getting the ring, because I was still contemplating it, like, mm-hmm. I'm here, I can still save it for later and then drop that shit, like, boom, mm-hmm. whatever I want. Nah, I knew I was like, man, I need to do it right now. I feel like literally the love is exploding. <laughs> and I don't know if that's because we was both horny as fuck. <laughs> but whatever. I no, popped that question. We were really appreciate. Like we missed each other. We missed each other. So. Missed that. <laughs> Because no, we, we were talking about like children and stuff, and we were talking about our relationship while you were gone. So. Nah, yeah, we really were. I'm just joking around. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was only two. So. Yeah. But um, um. But yeah. Yes, that's what you. When I was saying, focus on the words. That's what you were saying. You were like, you know, you wanted it to be some grandiose thing. Yeah. I wanted to have my hair done, my nails done, a lot of stuff. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, all that. But he was like, you know, it felt right in the moment. It felt like a true expression of my feelings for you. Right. Mm -hmm. It did. It matched up. It aligned with exactly what was going on inside for Mm -hmm. me. And that was the other thing I was saying. Um, When I was thinking of the proposal, I was thinking like, yo, I'm finally ready 
as a man mm-hmm. to be a husband as well. Because mm-hmm. it's not always like, you know, I, stereotypically it's all about the wife or whatever. But it's like for me in that moment, it was about myself saying I'm ready to step into that role to be truly responsible for someone not in the sense of like i'm babysitting or anything else like that but like responsible for the connection and the things that we're building Mm because if i say i want to be the leader i have to step up to that Mm -hmm. you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and that takes a lot of courage it's going it's going to have those rough days but it's kind of like an old story i told with the plant the story uh when i was in um at benedict's doing the trail and I was the captain and we always got the flower Mm -hmm. flower meant that you had a perfect score that you're doing all the activities and then I let my team down the one time when I didn't show up and I showed up (laughs) yo where's that oh shit I'm in priest I'm in priest we was just watching that shit that's hilarious I showed up yo shout out to priest yo Shout out to Preach. You got to show up and do something. <laughs> right. You have to show up. Even if you fucking up, yo, you you showing up. Mm-hmm. Your team knows you're there. Mm-hmm. But you can't, like, not show up. Mm-hmm. That's that's the lesson of that. So I'll never not show up. Mm-hmm. I, will, I will guarantee you I will fuck up. Mm-hmm. Yep, it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. But I will try to minimize my fuck-ups and maximize my learning experiences so that those things don't happen. Cause the more I learn about myself and other stuff, world around me, the better prepared I am for those situations. Um, so, so I can do. <laughs> and I felt your vulnerability of your love, your choice. Like I felt that in your proposal. Good, because it was there. Yeah. <laughs> it was right there. It was mm-hmm. like, oh shit, what did she say? I actually think she was gonna say no. I was very confident actually. <laughs> It was just, yeah, it was like I said, it was more, Mm -hmm. it was about me at that time. It was Mm -hmm. like, yo, yo, big dog, you ready? Mm. You ready, big dog? It's okay. It's okay. (laughs) Mm. I love you, baby. I love you, too. Let's, let's, you know, end the show on a kiss. Shout out to y'all. All All right, it's So Real Family. Thank you so much for tuning in with us. Yes. Helping us celebrate our engagement. Yes. We hope you enjoyed the show. Mm-hmm. Anything, last words you want to say before we wrap this one up? Our engagement episode. Black love. Black love, baby. HBCU love. Yeah, yeah. Hampton love. H-U. Smart choice. Smart choice. Two T's. Know that. <laughs> All right, y'all. We'll catch you on the next one. Thank you so much for listening to the It's So Real podcast with your girl, Rocky. And your boy, Oso. You have a beautiful day. Take care of you. All right, y'all. Peace. And love. Always. Two T's. Two T's. We out. (laughs) 